Join Chelsea, Kurt, and Trent each and every week as we talk indigenous music and amplify indigenous voices. All right. How's everybody doing? It's Tuesday. If you can, uh, if you look down in the bottom of your screen, you can see, you can see some writing. <laughs> and up at the top of your screen, too. We did find a name for the podcast. So uh, it's called Do You Hear Me Now? And Chelsea has figured out how to say it in Cree. She was just on the phone with her auntie. So uh, why don't you tell the people what it sounds like? It is. Is that what we're going to be using? That's what we're going to be calling calling it? Or are we going to keep it as you hear me now? I think we'll we'll call it both. I think yeah. it, and I think yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be a good exercise for us to to learn how to say it in other languages too, because yeah. it helps us decolonize our mind, right? Yeah. So that'll be my goal is to try and figure out how to say "Do you hear me now?" in the Anishinaabe language. So that's that'll be my goal for the next week. I don't know if I'll be able to do it for next week, but I'll try my damnedest. Darren, if you're watching this, or if you see this later. I still need t-shirts that say colonized Cree on it. Thank you. And also, I do like the uh, the poster in the back here. Um, thanks, Trent, for designing that. It looks pretty cool, I think, yeah. Yeah. When did you, uh, how did you come up with this uh, kind of design and stuff? The design, well, the design was the idea for the, uh, do you hear me now? It's actually a title for a song that I wrote. and. I was actually working on it and thinking about it. Well, what are we actually trying to do with the podcast? We're trying to amplify indigenous voices. So what, what is related to that? That's just how my mind works, right? Like I'm grabbing ideas from all over the place. And then I'm like, well, do you hear me now? Like if we're amplifying our voice, do you hear me now? Do you hear me now? <laughs> Do you hear me now? <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> but that hopefully you hear us and hopefully you'll hear the people that we interview in the weeks to come. That's kind of our goal. You know, we're going to start interviewing people probably next week. So if anybody out there wants to talk to us, you know, reach out. Um, you can reach out to me at uh, I have my own website. It's called thickerthanbloodmusic.com. You can reach out to me at info at thickerthanbloodmusic.com. Or you can reach out to Chelsea or Kurt, any way they would like you to reach out. I don't know what the best way is, but I'm sure they can tell you. Yeah, uh, for me, you can uh, check me out at cyhealers at gmail.com. Uh, that's my email. That's the best kind of way to get a hold of me. Or Facebook and stuff, you know, you can check me out as well. The best place for me is Facebook. Um, unfortunately, um, I have no idea why I even have a phone number sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, why do people still call? You know, <laughs> yeah. but Facebook is the best place um, to, to reach me, yes. I actually do get a better response from you on Messenger than I do from your phone. So I can <laughs> see why they reach out that way. <laughs> I, I don't think you're the only one that's kind of what we're doing here no i i really like that uh, just to kind of go back to um you know the name I, I i really like to amplify our voices um you know just because we can touch on that in so many different ways like chelsea learning to say that in in cree i think that's that's really cool and then her song last week as well 
and you know, like that's kind of how some of our teachings, you know, work through song and through storytelling and that, you know, with our elders. And yeah. you know, I, I think that's and it leads right into sitting around the table, like listening to your uncles and aunties play oh. guitar and you know, go through that, you know, that's that's definitely one of them. Well, it's healing, you know, sitting around the table, sharing stories, hearing about things that maybe you didn't experience, but you're still a part of because it's your family, right? So that is a healing discussion. And these discussions are healing discussions because it gives gives us the chance just to talk about whatever's on our mind this week, right? Like, For sure. For sure. You know, us as musicians, we have like just such a, a interesting time, like, you know, a lot of people see us on stage or those type of things, but they don't see how we got or on there. Facebook or on Facebook, <laughs> but they don't see how we got there. We were kind of discussing um, some of our crazy road stories uh, that we have. And I'm sure we have like some that are uh, PG 13, some that are 18A, some that are, we can't remember. Um, those type of things. If you want the real story. We'll have a live stream at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Are we calling that podcast two guys and a girl then? <laughs> you know, funny, that's one of the stories. <laughs> well, I'll start off with, with a crazy story. I won't name full names here because, you know, we're all friends and stuff, but throw them under the bus. <laughs> I was at the, uh, the Aboriginal People's Choice Awards and uh, me and my good buddy, um, Mr. <coughs> Dallas Arcan were there and uh, he won uh, an award for his food album. So we were there ju just enjoying the festivities and the whole thing. And so, you know, there was a crew about like five of us that went down there and you know, it was a cool time. So he's, you know, holding up his, he won best instrumental that year. So he's holding up his award and accepting it and, you know, saying his speech and stuff, but we had a show that Monday. So we had to literally head out that next morning to travel all day Sunday. And anybody who knows the sketch from traveling on a Sunday means that you have to gas up like anywhere that you can. And so we're passing Regina and I tell, I, I, I say, Del, I think we should, you know, uh, you know, gas up here. And he's like, you know, oh, we'll, we'll gas up at the next town. <laughs> Del, there's going to be no next town. The next town is going to be closed. Everything closes in Saskatchewan at about 7.30 on a Sunday. We went to PA. <laughs> so, so, we go past Regina. Sure enough, we get to the next town. We go to every gas station. It's all closed. <laughs> it's not even eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And Sunday at six, man. We checked the when they open on Monday. Not till eight a.m. <laughs> on Monday. It's not even eight o'clock at night. There's no hotels open. We're on E. You know, so. Dallas is like, well, I wonder what we can do. So he drove around, and I'm not going to name names on who who had the crazy idea of doing this or who actually did this. <laughs> there was five of us. One of us did this. I won't say who. 
we actually uh, got a hold of, hold of a hose um, and drove up. Can I try and guess who did it? <laughs> <laughs> we got a hold, a hold of a hose and we ended up getting the uh, hose and pulling up to a work truck and we siphoned um, some gas. So who's ever work truck that was, Thank you so much. We didn't take it all either. We only took... Like, was this like 1950? <laughs> <laughs> so we, siph- we siphoned gas, and it was enough like to make it to... To the next town or whatever? Or whatever. Oh, to Medicine Hat, right on. So it was like... Must have been a big work truck. <laughs> so that was one of our stories. I'm not going to say who did all that, but I was there. Maybe one of us did it out of the five of us. I won't say name names but that was one of our crazy stories one that that's good because there is no statute of limitations in canada so. i know i know <laughs> I, you know um one night you're you're accepting an award the next night you're siphoning, siphoning gas <laughs> <laughs> the luxurious life sounds about life right musicians yeah well do you got one chelsea um Road so story. full disclaimer <laughs> We um, we spare on this show a little bit, yes. not too much. Just we're gonna you know. try and keep it under control, but we also everyone who knows me knows that I'm a horrible swearer, <laughs> and I don't even I don't even notice sometimes. So I'm trying to, but I don't want to think too much about what I'm saying because I just want to say what's on my mind. So I'm gonna try. <laughs> Wait, hold on. A I thought you said you got arrested. I did. Oh, that was, that was actually a different time. <laughs> but they mistook me for somebody else, and so I was detained once we were pulled over, and it was with Dallas again. So yeah, younger years, much crazier years. I don't have a criminal record. I'm, you know, but I was uh, mistook. Me too. For, for somebody who did. <laughs> Mistaken identity. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're somewhere just outside of Morinville. I believe we were traveling to a different show, and yeah, I got we got pulled over, and then they thought I was somebody else. Yeah, but I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled with my dad and my my younger brother, and we always said very marginable marginal vans they they tended to break down or blow tires quite a bit and so we were we were driving to uh dawson creek we're on the road we're gonna go play uh for a week in dawson creek in two weeks in grand prairie and it's minus 45 and there's not really a lot of heat in the van and uh so my brother's sitting in the back on a what's it called a milk crate because we didn't have a back seat he was sitting on a milk crate then there's all the gear around him and i'm in the front and i got a little bit of heat in the front and my dad does too and bryce is only about 100 pounds soaking wet and he's freezing back there and he's like you know he's like trent can you please switch places with me please i'm freezing and he'd been sitting there for about I would say two, two and a half hours. So I'm finally like, fine, you're just being a wimp. At the time, 
I got to tell you, he was like 17 and I was 26. So there's there's a distance between us and I'm the big brother. So I'm like, oh, you're being a wimp. I'll fine. I'll go back there. So I go back there and we get going and we're we're only going for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, man, it's cold back here. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I can't really say nothing. I just called him a wimp, right? So I'm sitting there finally by 30 minutes. I'm like, come on, you got to switch back. It's way too cold for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we we ended up making it there so we get there it's like minus 49 minus 50 with the wind chill for three days i never left the hotel in dawson creek my dad and my brother went for a walk around the block because they couldn't stay in the hotel anymore our van froze on the last night there like completely froze up we couldn't start it my dad had to get the van towed to canadian tire and it thawed out inside their bay overnight and then we were able to fire it up and head to the next gig. But that's the kind of stuff that happened all the time when I was on the road. Traveling in the winter. Yeah. Never nice. Never nice. But you got to do it, eh? Got to do it. Like, you got to, you know, if you're booked for that show, it sucks driving through. What were you guys looking at? Because you were smiling at me. Am I getting in trouble? No. <laughs> Actually, we should say hello to some people. Yeah. Since there, there's some people tuning in. What we were looking at was somebody asked if, uh, are you single, Mohawk boy? I want to touch your hair. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I just want to uh, say that, um, you know, I with this crazy life of mine, I'm lucky enough to have uh, a woman that's a psychologist. So if you want to, like, try some crazy stuff, all my uh, musician friends, data psychologist, she's... Uh, she helps me every day through a lot of things. <laughs> so I love you, uh, Joanna. How you doing? I met her so, the other night. She's actually pretty cool. Yeah, um, no, she's awesome. She she's gonna be a guest on the show. She's a psychologist. Uh, you know, she works with health services. You know, has her master's degree, and you know, she's a very educated. Sounds person. like a song I know. You know, yeah, we uh, we actually <laughs> were writing a song about uh, very intelligent. Uh, strong women. Yes. And it's called Too Deadly for Me. <laughs> Just, uh, watch out for that. We're going to release it on New Year's. Yeah. Right? January 1st yeah. is our goal to release yeah. this song. So yeah. watch out for oh, it. And, too and, deadly. She's too yeah. deadly. We're, we're going to put no, Chelsea yeah, in the yeah. background. She's got some. Yeah. Yeah, she's got some background <laughs> vocal ideas that I think are going to just put it over the top. Yeah going to be it we're kind of uh we have uh, a little bit of a project that we're doing um where it's going to be all like upbeat uh rockabilly fast dancing style music um and so and we can't use the name i thought of because there is a band by the same name already so well, we won't even say it we'll think okay. of another name so we get, we're, we're still nameless on that but it's going to be yeah, an upbeat uh fast rockabilly fun Upbeat. And you're going to hear some ever deadly guitar work by Russell Schott. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And some deadly backup. By um, Chelsea Young. And singing by Chelsea, for sure. So if you want to buy the single, you can pre order it. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there just yet. No, the song okay. is written and it's semi recorded. But yeah. So remember last week I mentioned that I was going to have a different name for these guys every week. So I would like to introduce Tiny and Tonto. 
Um, they were uncle and cousin last week. They're tiny and tonto now. And uh, <laughs> I don't really, I, I don't know. Do you guys have one for me? <laughs> I can't say Ooh. it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the name, so I'm not going to give you a nice name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing for a second. I'm like, what the hell are you trying to <laughs> Come on, don't be shy. <laughs> no, this is uh what should we call her? Hmm. Hmm. That's really I've never given I've never been a person to give nicknames, so hmm. I have many nicknames. Yeah. Red Bull. Oh, well, yeah, because you don't have Red Bull. I am so so proud of you. You made a stand against Red Bull for the podcast. Yes, I finished it just before the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's better off camera than on anyway. A lot of people were commenting. Um, It's not healthy for me. I know, guys. I'm trying to listen. Little Red Bull. Yeah. Little Red Bull, that's your name, yeah. Little Red Bull, why don't you tell us a road story? <laughs> well, this one is about Firestone and the Firestone band and <laughs> Ernest Munoz. Oh, oh. oh and Chelsea, and Chelsea is naming names. <laughs> See, that's how that's how you really roll. I like that. I like that. Uh. I don't know what it is. So, um, first of all, there's a lot of people on my fan page and everything that know. Um, you know what a blonde moment is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm blonde. My second calls it no common sense, whatever. So, um, I change it to Chelsea moment because I feel <laughs> like it's a hell of a lot worse <laughs> than an actual blonde moment you know mm-hmm. um so we're out in ontario we're uh, this small community in ontario this small airport waiting for our plane it was a little late we see two officers standing there and um to be honest i have no idea why they were there but there were police officers there <laughs> and um i almost said a joke but i stopped myself <laughs> i was like no okay go on sorry <laughs> milton loves to pick on me and I would like go out and uh, do shows and travel with them. It was always, always Milton. Just I have no idea what the what the hell it was. He was like, hit, like he was kind of pushing my buttons, and I'm like, I'm gonna hit you. You know, he's like, there are two cops over there. He's like, you can't hit me. There's two cops over there. And I'm like, oh yeah, Watch well, me. <laughs> I'm gonna. You know what? How about I go ask them if uh, if I hit you here in Ontario can I get charged in Alberta? Cause that's where we were heading out of Ontario back to Alberta. And I'm like, you know, and I'm serious. And I'm like, mm-hmm, just watch you wait. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So this police officer he comes and stands beside us and I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm legit. I'm sitting there just, you know, all sassy. And I'm like, excuse me. Hi. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? If I hit him here in Ontario, can I get charged in Alberta for it? <laughs> and the guy standing there looking at me is like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, Shouldn't he be really sure if he's a cop? Shouldn't he know the law? <laughs> <laughs> Everett looks at me like, 
are, are, are you serious? <laughs> that, are you serious? Like, you know, like, did you just, he's like, that's not a cop. That's a pilot. And they just, <laughs> oh my God. Like everybody who was standing there. That answers my question. <laughs> why the cop didn't know the, the law. <laughs> Melton was just, he didn't, I, I don't know. He just couldn't laugh. He was so embarrassed and so disappointed in me. He just walked, he's like, I gotta, I'm gonna stand over there. He's like, I can't even be associated with you. <laughs> like, it was so bad. <laughs> That's funny. But the other one about Ernest Munia, so I had to, you know, tell the story about like Melton. So again, Melton is like, we do this fun thing where he pretends to hit me with his bass guitar or something, or on stage, and I pretend to kick him or something. You know, it was always something funny. Sound like two little kids on the school ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we take a break. We're sitting there with Ernest Munia. There's like me, Ernie, Everett, Melton. Um, and Melton starts saying shit to me and I'm like, yeah, I was like, say it to my face. He gets up and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I don't forget what it was again, what he said. And I was like, oh, I was like, hold me back, Ernie, hold me back. <laughs> and Ernest Munias gets up and he's like going like this. He's like, I'm right behind him, just reaching over him. I was like, hold me back, Ernie. And everything and there's like Everett up and he's like instigating. He's like, oh shit, you know. Fucking <laughs> Melton. I never got that though. Hold me back. Like, if you really want to fight, don't you want him to get the heck out of the way? Like that's my thing. Like hold me back. <laughs> Do you really want to fight? <laughs> I'm scared of what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't hold me back. All hell's gonna break loose. I'm going to jail, Ernie. Hold me back. Yeah, well, I, I can see that part. Melton, <laughs> Melton is like everything. Kind of just kind of stops for a second. He's like, "Let the bitch go, fucking!" Oh my god, I was offended. I was like, "Oh my god, he just said that." Let the bitch go, fucking Ernie was just just curled over, just laughing. Like Everett's just standing there, jaw dropping. He's like. Uh, like, See, oh Melton God. called you on it. He was like, if she really wanted to fight, he'd let her go. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we just died laughing. Like, <laughs> I have the best time with those guys, seriously. But, you know, all common sense just goes out the window with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys will probably notice that Chelsea's kind of like one of the guys. Yeah. You know, I don't sit and say that in a bad way or anything. It's just like, kind of got to be that way when you hang around musicians mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sink or swim. In, a, in, a, in a vehicle traveling to shows like, with smelly men you know like i said get ready in the car you you only see the stage part you don't see how they got to the stage part <laughs> yeah. usually unless someone's <laughs> filming most of that but you know it is the truth it's, you don't see the anxiety attack in the hotel room before you go out there <laughs> change in a porta potty once <laughs> i was like are we gonna go to our stop somewhere i would have had a diva moment if somebody was trying to make me change it in a porta potty i'd be like nope i'm not doing it i was uh, uh doing a dance performance i was with uh about four or five of us dancers grass yeah. Palo dance so i was uh grass dancing and we were late for a show and so we pull up and there's a, a train that just hits 
and this is in Calgary. So the train just hits, and we're like, let's just change right here, right now. So all four doors open of this car, and all of us are changing into our regalia. We're like, there's lineup of cars, like, how, like lining up. I would have had my phone on. We got to look on YouTube because it's probably somewhere on the internet. We're all like changing. The only thing we didn't put on was our roaches. And so we jumped back in the vehicle once the train got there, put on our roaches and like jumped right onto the dance floor. Yeah, that definitely, that's that rush thing. One time too, I made it all the way from the, um, the Great Eagle Casino to the downtown legislature of Edmonton in two hours. Yeah. What about the, remember that trip we took? We drove from Vancouver oh. all the way to Calgary and we took a wrong turn somewhere and ended up 14 hours back from Vancouver, <laughs> slept for two hours and then drove to Loon Lake, like another seven hours or something, played a show, packed up and drove all the way back. I only drove back to Red Deer. You drove back to Calgary, I think. Yeah. But that was like another seven hours or whatever. That like was that was insane. long trip. Yeah. That was a long trip. I totally remember that. I mean, I like the mountains and stuff, but wow, that was definitely a long Don't take the wrong way back from Vancouver. Yeah. That's all yeah. I got to say. Make sure that you're traveling safe through those mountains, that's for sure. Those big uh, big rigs, they're like bullies out there for sure. You got to watch yeah. them. Yeah, I just, that reminds me, yeah. I really wish I could have found that. I haven't. No, I don't. Here, you've been trying to find Kurt's video. Yeah. <laughs> Four Indians there. dressing up in the, the train tracks. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was definitely wild. It was definitely wild. So you have some shows coming up, Trent. You said, eh? Yeah, I'm playing with uh, Nathan Cunningham. We're uh, doing a New Year's Day event in Edmonton with Armin Duckchief at the Boot Scoot and Boogie Dance Hall, which is the old Drake. They did a whole bunch of renovations, apparently. So we'll be the first band to play in there. I have a show with um, the Legacies. That's the trio I play with, with Russ and uh, Digger. We're playing at the East Coast Junction on the 17th of December because we that's just where we all just, we should actually talk about that. We all just jam there. Um, on the weekend, I had a gig there this Saturday, and then I got another couple gigs with Nathan in December as well. Um, they're private functions, one's in, I can't remember, one's in Calgary and one's in Valley View. And then I also am doing a set at the I Am Indigenous Market on December the 10th at 5 p.m. So if you want to buy great Indigenous art before Christmas, go check it out and then come check and hear me sing some acoustic songs. I might even learn a Christmas song. No, I won't learn a Christmas <laughs> song. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what about you, Chelsea? You got anything coming up? Nope. Nothing? I'm just kidding. No. I'm like, so everybody out there, please book Chelsea. She said she might hire me as a guitar player. No, yeah. I love me anymore. <laughs> um, actually, I have uh, something here in Edmonton, but it's more for domestic violence. Ooh. Oh, cool. So I do. Not, not that domestic violence is cool. <laughs> it's cool that you have a show. <laughs> yes. I'm I always know. pulling my foot out of my mouth when I speak. Community shows are, are awesome. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to get right back into it again and uh, kind of had to find my footing and, you know, like mm-hmm. what the positive message was at the end. And, and it was so funny. I was like, what, you know, 
um, I tell my story, sure, but I'm like, where's the motivational part? And it clicked me. I'm like, motivational. I wa- I listen to this stuff, right? Yeah. All the time. And I'm like, that's what it's <laughs> literally missing from the motivational speaking. But yeah, like I, I I'm getting right back into all of that again. And and uh I also have a gig with uh Beatrice Love in Surgeon Lake on the 18th. So if you're in the surrounding area close by and want to come in, yeah, want to come listen, listen to some live music. Um, yeah, come to Surgeon Lake. I have no idea where though. So <laughs> maybe I'll post that a little Just later. listen for the women singing deadly. Because yeah. there's gonna be two of them there doing it. Yeah. So you'll probably hear it all over the reserves. Mm-hmm. So just listen for their voices. And we're pretty loud when we sing. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like you're you're not quiet singers. So yeah. and you talked about actually having Beatrice on on the show as as a guest, eh? Yes. That's so awesome. she's gonna be here next week. Um, I did talk to her about being on the show. It sounds like it's a go. I just uh still need to kind of confirm with her on that. But yeah, well, we're I gonna love... need a rapid test. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah like she's she's a life coach and she does uh, a bunch of workshops for addictions and and all of that like she's got an an incredible story um she's super funny too like i can't wait for her to be on the show and yeah i actually met her in amp camp in 2012 we did the aboriginal music program in winnipeg not in winnipeg just outside of winnipeg so we did that for a week and yeah she's she's really cool Amp Camp Cousins. Yeah. That's awesome. And we are uh, something North family. Oh, what was it that we went to in Saskatchewan? Oh, Voices of the North. Voices of the North. And actually, I want to send, I saw on Facebook that they're taking um, auditions by video this year for Voices of the North. So check it out. I'm not exactly sure what they're it's probably Voices of the North on Facebook. Check out their page because they're open for their auditions right now. And it's a great program. You get to perform on a huge stage with full, like, professional production. It's a really good experience. So I recommend any up-and-coming or any Indigenous artist to get out there because you're playing for three or 400 people. It's just a great experience. So. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Well, for myself, I have, like... Uh... Uh, also, a- I didn't ask you. No. <laughs> I just jump in there, brother. <laughs> but I do have, I do, I'll be playing at the uh, the IO market as well. Um, and I have uh, a couple of Zoom shows with schools as I, I've usually done. Um, this past week was really cool. I got to uh, play a show for the uh, Rotary Club. Um, big shout out to Joanna for hooking me up with that. Uh, the Rotary, Rotary Club uh, with, was featuring uh, Paul uh, Brandt, and um, it was... My yeah. heart has yeah. a story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I actually didn't know he has, like, a, I guess, like, um, a thing for uh, um, uh, missing women, and oh. uh, yeah, he has a charity uh, for missing people in general, yeah, um, here in Canada and across the world, so it was quite interesting. But that's kind of what the uh, the the event was. It was yeah, the Rotary Club, and it was kind of to to uh, uh, build money for um, uh, cease and for the homeless and stuff like that. So it was really cool. No, I like the. I, I definitely enjoyed the 
uh, community shows and you know stuff for for the community. So it's cool to see that we're we do those shows, right? So well, you're too cool for us now. Hey, <laughs> I wear my sunglasses. You know, my mom used to do that to us all the time. You know, she always had a song for everything. We would sit out by the fire, and she's like, "Put another log on the fire." You know what I mean? And I, I, you know, just She'd sing everything. Pick that up. And that plus, I have like a theme song in my head all of the time. Um. I, there's nothing playing right now. Sorry. But. <laughs> yeah, we should come up with it. Oh, yeah, I said I wrote a song called Do You Hear Me Now? Chelsea's going to sing on it, actually. Big secret. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the the uh, opening and ending song of the... Yeah. Show. I'm going to rap. We need some, yeah, we do need a song, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we, we can build... We Actually, we said we were going to do that. We were going to write a theme song. For, and we can actually, we should do a little intro video to play before everything. We're going to get real deadly here, so you can <laughs> stick around and check it out. Yeah, this is only episode two. So. The ideas are still coming, you know, and you can't shut this thing off here. No, <laughs> Apparently you can with mine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I have lots of ideas. I just don't have complete follow-through all the time but see that's why we gathered three people here we we actually made this thing steamroll pretty quickly i mean mm -hmm. i think i think we put it together pretty quickly and you know we even had a meeting yesterday on uh on facebook messenger about what we're going to talk about today it's like <laughs> we're almost planning things yeah yeah it's that you know that happened we have a, a nice nicer light set up this week too so yeah that we're, that's why Chelsea has the sunglasses on. Mm -hmm. It's bright in here. Well, actually, you guys planned <laughs> and coordinated. I'm winged queen, so I just, I was like, yeah, okay. I know nothing about the topic tonight, but let's do it. Well, we're just talking anyways, and that's all I wanted to ever do is just talk about stuff. Like, we, we had mentioned we could talk about a lot of things, and I said, well, let's, why don't we talk about grants? And Chelsea's like, I don't know anything about grants. And I'm like, well, then let's talk about grants so we can, you know, learn a little bit more about it so you can learn about it. People out there can learn about it. Because honestly, in, in Canada, we, we live in one of the best countries in the world for an artist to live in, to get assistance from the government to create your art. And there is money out there. And it's very, not a lot of Indigenous people access the grants that are available. And then there's also grants that are available just for indigenous art you just have to know where to go and know what to do and what the application process is like there's always deadlines like kurt why don't you tell us you recently got a grant yeah no i uh i applied for um a grant for for, for my album and so i was approved uh for for half of that to pay for half of it and so you know it was through the uh, the people's development program in Calgary. So, you know, and I didn't know about these grants as well. And, you know, the first grants that, uh, that I ever had been approved, uh, with were with my other group that I was with. And so my partner at that time was the one who was writing all the grants. So I kind of got an idea watching what she was doing. Um, but basically, you know, if, if you're interested in, in doing that, I would suggest just, you know, make sure that you have your, your budget in line and, 
uh, the reason why you want the grant and, and what you're going to do, you know, have all those things in place um, before you, you, you enter or, or, or write a grant proposal. And so I was lucky enough to uh, get approved uh, for another grant actually to go and film um, the search on my reserve um, for the young spirits right now that uh, you know was was the start was the 215 um, in BC uh, the young spirits that were found out there um, you know that kind of led into into me wanting to film at home and the search on that and and finding some of the history there and so that's how I got into uh, uh, you, you know knowing about the program the Calgary People's Development Program and so um, there is a deadline too for you to have your stuff done, but with COVID stuff like that happening, it definitely changed um, some of the some of the idea. Like especially in my grants, so um, you know it was kind of extended as well. Mm. So um, I'm hoping to have it fully done uh, for in the beginning of this new year. Yeah, so it'll yeah. be a documentary called "Who We Are" on my reserve, some of the history and the search of the young spirits yeah awesome i've also accessed grants in the past i received a grant from alberta foundation of the arts for my um last album and i got that actually after the fact after i recorded the album at first they had said oh they didn't have enough money they thought my project was worth funding but they didn't have the money and then at the end of the year they sent me an email and said oh we got leftover money um you know your your project qualified all we'd need from you is a final report and we can send you the money so they they sent me money <laughs> and then uh, i also got a grant before from canada council of the arts to travel to a gig in Yellowknife to support uh, leanne goose and louis goose mm -hmm. so we applied for a travel grant to play our, pay for our flights up there our hotels and that was all taken care of and I also recently <laughs> recently got two grants, one from the Edmonton Arts Council and one from the Edmonton Heritage Council for the podcast, not this podcast, but a podcast series that I've been working on called the Thicker Than Blood Music, um, Indigenous Music Legacy Podcast. So the money is out there if you want to get it. You need, there's a few tips you need to know for grants that will make it easier for you. You need, like Kurt said, you have to set up a budget. You have to know what you want to do, first of all. What are you going to do? Are you going to record an album? And why do you deserve to be funded to record your album? What is special about you? What what is what is your project? Like it can't be more, it's got to be more than I just want to record something. There's got to be kind of a story behind your project. You gotta have community support is a good thing. Go to your go to the people that you work with in your community, other people that have seen your art and get them to write you a letter of reference. Say, okay, yes, Trent is a professional artist. He, you know, he's worked for me in the past or whatever. He's always completed everything professionally or whatever. You get them to get you a letter of reference. Get a few of those. Make sure you you write out a plan for your project. You have to have a timeline for them. They have to know how long is this going to take from start to finish. So you have to be realistic when you're applying for a grant. You have to do your research because if you are going to record, you have to know how much is the studio going to cost? How much are the musicians going to cost? Mm -hmm. How much is it going to cost for me to feed those guys when they're there? Like these are all costs that are incurred while you create your art 
that you can be compensated for in part by grants. So if the money's there, you need to go and find it. And the good thing about Indigenous arts is the Canada Council has a situation where Indigenous grant applicants can have somebody go through their application with them and work with them through it to kind of um, help them focus it better and make it fit better for the program. Because every grant has stipulations in it. You know, this money is for this. So now you have to kind of put yourself into that box somehow, right? You have to tell your story to put yourself in that box. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. The money is out there. And if you are actually trying to do art as a profession, it's something that you need to learn how to do. That's That's, true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I think it's important, um, you know, for all young artists and and just in any, any time in your career, if you can get uh, funded to do something that you love, it's, I think it's a beautiful thing for sure. So did you learn something? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a test later. Whatever I didn't process, just go back and listen to the video. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if she was even paying attention behind those glasses. I think I thought I heard a snore there for a second when I was talking. I was like, (laughs) you know, don't they know I have a manager who writes my grants for me? Darren. I hope you were listening, Darren. <laughs> that might have Shout been out to Darren Brulo. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. I just want to quickly say that um, I'm pretty sure I made it to uh, number 32 on the Indigenous. I was just going to say that we need to vote for Chelsea, everyone. Yes, yes. So go to indigenousmusic.com or .ca. I can't remember what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Indigenous music. Countdown. Countdown. You yeah. can yeah. Google that. You got to register, but then you can vote for up to seven artists a day. Is it? Five. Five artists a day. See, I know everything about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people are actually having uh, issues trying to register and whatever. And oh, I know it sucks, okay. yeah. but um, it's, it's, that's because you're probably it. still using Hotmail. No. Well, no, the thing is about it is you have to sign on. And yeah. actually make a password. And like, it's it's a big process. It's not easy enough. It's not like you just click on it. I yeah. wish it was an easier process. So little shout out to our uh, Manitoba brothers and sisters. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, but it is, uh, it is like, a, I've, I've heard the same thing is that people are kind of confused. And it's like, well, you actually have to sign on, log in, put an email in. Put your password in, and then you can start to vote. Well, maybe we'll start our own Do You Hear Me Now countdown. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You know? I maybe like that's that. how we'll start the show is with yeah. every day it'll be a different artist or something. Yeah. You never know. Top right? five, maybe? Yeah, top five of the week or top five of the month or something. I don't know. Yeah, we make stuff right up. Right yeah, you're, you're seeing the creative mind in action. It's actually almost like watching that Beatles documentary. <laughs> i also have a question we have yes. a question from last week oh um susan andrew would like to know the changes of sobriety when getting sober did you find that you had to change friends to make it easier to stay away from alcohol yeah 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 
Unfortunately, when yeah. Kurt quit, he didn't talk to me for two years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you're right. Like, not intentionally, but I definitely kept myself out of situations. Like when I did first stop drinking, I stopped playing in the bar for a while. Yeah. Like I stopped taking gigs with my friends back home. Like they called me up quite a few times and I'm like, I'm just not ready yet. I'm not ready to be in that situation. And I did shows like community shows. And it was kind of, it was just before like the pandemic hit. I've only been not drinking for like two, two and a half years. So, I mean, when the pandemic hit, that kind of helped me because we couldn't go anywhere anymore. Right. So like a lot, I know it's, it's hard to say the pandemic helped me, but I mean, in that way, you know, it, it helped me from, to stay away from those things. And then I didn't have to separate myself from my friends because of drinking. I did it because of COVID. So it was a little bit easier, I guess, for me. It wasn't like I was disrespecting anybody by not being around them. It was just like, well, HS says I can't visit you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess like for myself, uh, I, I did change, uh, so, some of my friends. Um, but by the time I, I quit, I was only drinking one or two at the, for the last like two years of my drinking. So then after that, I was like, well, why am I even having one or two? I might as well just put it down type of thing. So, um, yeah, so that's how I, I did it is just, uh, you know, I, I had to choose. It was either music or playing. I couldn't have the both. You mean music or drinking. Yeah, music or drinking. Yeah. You know, music or drinking because, uh, you know, it was just uh, too many crazy things were happening. It always happened. I got into music because you know? of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> when like, I was 19, yeah. but that's so, a different story altogether. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, you know, there's been just too many times where, like, things have happened with alcohol with me. And it's just, um, it's just best if I stay sober. Yeah. Better for everyone. <laughs> uh, broadcast has been paused. It should resume shortly. What's up? It just popped up live video interrupted. Uh-oh. That means the internet just probably. Uh... Are we good again? No. I th are we going yet? Because it's uh, not showing any problems here. It must be just on the Facebook. Yeah, I think it's still playing. Okay. Okay. He made everybody look me. at me now. <laughs> I was up all up close. We were talking too, like we didn't plan on both wearing a green shirt. So it's pretty uh pretty wild that uh you know we're wearing a green shirt each. Chelsea didn't get the memo. Well, we kind of share one brain now that we're writing songs together. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> So does that mean I only have one third of a brain? <laughs> <laughs> only when you're with us. <laughs> you put the other two thirds away. You were saying, you were saying like some some people actually drink during a podcast. <laughs> this is actually a funny story. There is a lot of podcasts. Like there's there's a podcast called Drink Champs. It's a rap podcast where everybody drinks nonstop through the podcast and that's Kanye West was actually just on there and he spilled the beans on a lot of stuff. And they said they were actually amazed that he actually drank and smoked, you know, and like Joe Rogan's podcast, they're always, you know, getting lit up. And then as I'm telling Chelsea and Kurt this, you know, on podcasts, they usually drink. The whole room got really silent and they're both looking at me like this. 
and I think I think Chelsea was pondering that we should go get something to drink, and Kurt was like, "What the hell is this guy gonna try and make me do? Like, are you trying to do everything like everyone else?" Yeah. I said, "Don't worry, I don't drink." I was, like, I was just suggesting. I think he's on to something. That it might be a way to loosen everybody up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god! But no, you're you're seeing right now. There is no substances but coffee on the table. So. Yeah. Yeah. On the table. Which is also a substance. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Alien Well, we got about eight minutes left if we're going to go for an hour. So you guys yeah. want to sing a song? Yeah. You go first, buddy. Well, yeah. actually, um, oh, sorry. A, uh, hello, shout out to Ian Rossiter. He's uh, an incredible musician, and he's actually asking me some uh questions about a song he's going to come and record for me so uh hey Ian, i don't know if you're watching the stream but i'll answer your question in a bit and uh i want somebody else to sing first because i actually i'm going to step off camera because i have to pee i'm not gonna lie to you guys <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys don't mind somebody else can sing first and i'll you want me or you want um so cold this song uh is called uh i generation and uh, I did submit it for the countdown, so we'll see what happens with it. Um, Darren and I actually uh, did a little collaboration on this. And uh, so, yeah, I just want to dedicate it to all you social media. Oh, and if anybody uh, wants, I have a bootleg version from about uh, two years ago when he first wrote this on my hard drive. Somewhere. There you go. <laughs> That's what... Inbox me, we'll talk. <laughs> That's what uh, friends are for. They get that old stuff.
Chelsea could be like, that could be mine. Just say it. If it goes missing, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, you know, uh, once I change my name, I'll <laughs> So I used Are to... you getting married? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking her last name? <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm changing my name to Great Buffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, you know, that'd be uh, very progressive, they would say. But no, unfortunately. What I'm would one of your uncles say about that? <laughs> Actually, when I was going out with this girl that was from a different tribe, she was from the Blackfoot Nation. My uncle, he, like, I, I went home and my uncle's like, hey, bro. He's like, let's see the bottom of your feet. I want to see if you're a Blackfoot. Hey. <laughs> I was like, what a guy. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, I'm going to try, me and Kurt have been writing a lot of songs in the last three weeks, so I'm going to try something here. Um, Kurt was supposed to help me with this one, but... Uh, yeah, he, he just could, took, he just took over. He kind of just sat there, and he was looking at his phone, and I was like, what do you think of this? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys don't like it, it's his fault. So what I did with this song uh, is, every single line in this song is a title from another song. So I just put all these, strung all these titles together to make a song. So let's see if I can remember it. Oh my god, I, I wanted to do that like a few years back. That's really cool. So it's called Going to California. I'm a prisoner of this highway. There ain't no easy load. I'm driving my life away. And I don't want to go home. I'm the king of the road I can't drive 55 I drive it like I stole it I won't make it out alive And I'm going to California Cause I'm running down a dream I'm a diesel driving daddy one headlight and a high beam Said I'm going to California No, I won't back down I'm a diesel driving daddy On this highway through hell Okay, I've been California dreaming All over the road 
I was blinded by the light. Let the train whistle blow. Feel the sunshine on my shoulders. Ah, here comes the sun. These highways run forever. California, here I come. Said I'm going to California. Cause I'm running down a dream. I'm a diesel driving daddy. One headlight and a high beam. Said I'm going to California. No walk back down. I'm a diesel driving daddy. Through this highway through hell. Yeah, I'm a diesel driving daddy. Ooh, on this highway through hell. I know. Well, you know, I was getting a little nervous because I was waiting for Chelsea to open something up while I was playing. (laughs) (laughs) But that's called going to California. And actually, we're running over. So you guys want to say goodbye? Well, yeah, I guess so. So, Since we did start a little late today. Yeah, that's true. It happens once in a while. But it's cool that we have a, a new name. Do you hear me now? amplifying indigenous voices that's pretty sweet yeah so hopefully in the coming weeks we're going to have some guests to talk about important issues in our community yes and and in general just to come talk shit with us that's right yes (laughs) they don't have to actually be somebody special but they all everybody's something special special. that's what that's what they teach us in school now. (laughs) okay see you guys next week thanks for tuning in what was the, uh, how do you say that? Yeah. I, I will try and learn that after off camera because I don't want to embarrass myself. But yes, thank you for listening. And oh, you guys want to check me out? I keep forgetting. Cousinradio.ca every morning. Cousin Country in the mornings. Uncle Trent, I'll be there. Yes, and don't forget to vote for me on the Indigenous Music Countdown. Oh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Let's Woo. get to, to number one, guys. Number one. Number yeah. one. You're listening to Do You Hear Me Now? Amplifying Indigenous Voices, where each and every week we bring you stories about Indigenous music and Indigenous artists all across Turtle Island.